I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Penny Peep Show. There once was a slumber who had two kids. Their names were Bert and Maggie. Caught by the coppers, they then skipped town. Farewell to old Australia. Jumped on a boat, their dreams to float. All the way to London town. They got a plan, the richest scam. They're cutting out the middleman, the shysters, Bert and Maggie. Our story begins on the streets of London, where Maggie goes about her usual errands in her usual way. Morning, Maggie. Morning, George. You got my loaf about you. For you, of course. Ta, George. Give my best to your wife. Ah, yeah. Morning, Maggie. Tis a mighty fine one, and all the finer for seeing you. Oh, Joseph, you scallywag. Can I tempt you today? I've got a fresh load of apples and plums, and I've got some right lovely peaches. Mm, So I've heard. But on this afternoon, an unusual sound caught her ears. Boy for sale! Boy for sale! Boy, what are you doing? What does it look and sound like, miss? Boy for sale! I know what it looks like. Well, that's what it is. Boy for sale! What boy? This boy. Hello. What, this little sprog? Do you see any other, miss? Boy for sale! Cut that out! Boy for sale! Oh, give me that! (laughs) That's government property, that is. I couldn't give a fig about government property. What I care about is this supposed boy who is supposedly for sale. Five guineas for an apprenticeship, miss. Why? You interested? You can't just go around selling children. He's only an orphan, miss. Oh, the poor wee thing. He may look like a sweet little ragamuffin, but don't let those hollow cheeks and terrified eyes fool you. He's from the criminal classes, in need of rigorous, exhausting, menial labour to work the devil from his soul. That's nonsense. He's a child. And you can't go around selling him. It's just not done. Tis done, miss. I am doing it. And what gives you the right? I am a beetle, miss. A beetle? Did you just say a beetle? What kind of reason is that? Are you insane? I suppose you must be going around telling people that you're a beetle. A beetle, miss. A beetle. Yeah, I heard you the first time. A beetle works in the employ of the city, miss. I'm in charge of one of the poor houses. And that means you go around flogging the little ones at five guineas a pop. No, I don't get the five guineas. Whoever takes him gets the five guineas. Wait, so if I take him, you give me the five guineas? Yes, but you take the boy. So I get five guineas? And the boy, yes. But I get the five guineas? Yes, and the boy. Uh, No, 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 it just isn't right. Very well, there will be someone who'll take him. Mayhap it's someone who'll treat him as kindly as you would. Please, miss, 
Don't let him give me to someone cruel. Oh, would you look at him? Trembling like a leaf he is. You wouldn't give him to someone cruel, would you? I'll give him to the first sod who's prepared to take him off my hands for five guineas. Why, you repugnant tub of lard. Fine, I will take him, but not because of the five guineas. Do you want the five guineas? I do want the five guineas. Right, here's the money, and here's the boy. Now, what are you going to give me for throwing away my bell? I'll give you this. Right in the twig and berries. And there's plenty more where that came from. Come on, lad, let's get out of here. So, lad, I never asked your name. It's Oliver. What's that? Oliver. Did you say liver? No, Oliver. Those bastards. I reckon I got to you just in time. Calling a boy liver. I'm not having that. It's just not on. Oh, but we'll figure that out when I get you home. Bert's going to have words for sure. He'll no doubt threaten to sling you out by the ear. Oh, no. Oh, don't worry. He's a big old softy at heart. And so Maggie took her young charge home to await whatever fate a no doubt displeased Bert would dole out. Hiya, Maggie. Welcome home, Bert. You had a good morning? Fair to middling, I'd say, Bert. Fascinating. Put the kettle on to boil, would you? I fancy a cup of tea. As you say, Bert. That was awfully temperate of you, Maggie. Was it, Bert? All right, let's get it over with, shall we? What? You can't lie to me, Maggie. You've never been able to lie to family. Oh, Bert. Out with it. There isn't. Come on. Well, I... Just say it. Bert, I... play dumb. All right, I'll tell you. I knew it. I can read you like a book, Maggie. So, who is he? How do you know it's a he? It's only ever one thing with you, Maggie. Where'd you hide him? In the wardrobe? Yeah. All right, let's take a look at him. Good Lord, Maggie. He's a bit young, isn't he? Well, he's small for his age. I hope he's bloody minuscule for his age. He looks like a child. He is a child, Bert. I am genuinely speechless, Maggie. I mean, I was angry when you brought home Wombat Willie. I was bloody terrified when you brought home Jack the Ripper. But this... Sweet Jesus, Bert! What do you take me for? I frankly do not know, Maggie. Oh, it's nothing like that. You've got a sick brain, you have. Well, only because you've given me one. Well, if he isn't your boyfriend, who is he then? I've adopted him, Bert. Speechless. Twice in one day. That must be a record. Just about. Where'd you find him? A man in the street was selling him. You can't just go around selling children. That's what I said. Who was he? He said he was a beetle. A beetle? Are you insane? That's what I said. Wait, did you give that man money for this little scrote? <sighs> no, he gave me money. How much money? Five guineas. Look. This is only four guineas, 19 shillings, 11 pence and a penny halfpenny. Where's the rest of it? I spent a halfpenny on a sticky bun for the lad. A sticky bun? He's only been here a minute and he's already eating us out of house and home. Listen, kid, don't you eat any more unless I give you express permission to do so. You hear me? <gasps> now, don't get dramatic, Bert. I will get dramatic, Maggie, when the occasion permits. And I can think of no greater occasion for dramatics than when my dunderheaded sister turns our lodgings into a charity home for wayward boys. I don't know why I shouldn't throw him bodily from the window. Oh, no. Oh, I know I shouldn't have done it, Bert. But look at the poor little tyke with his big sad eyes. Oh, they can't have been taking care of him proper, can they? I mean, look at the state of him. You could use his ribcage for a toast rack. Please don't. My heart just broke for him. It really did. Oh, you know what I'm like. I was always bringing home stray dogs and cats. And Ma was always drowning them in the well. Yeah. 
and I was always fishing them out again. Yeah, oh, so as I could have a funeral for them. Maggie, we can't keep him. Why not? Children complicate things, that's why. Ma always said to avoid having children at all costs. Oh, that's true. How'd she put it? Uh, a baby is God's way of calling you a hussy. Yeah. There's nothing that a funnel and hot soapy water won't fix. Yeah. Better he finishes on you than in you. Bert, not in front of the land. Does he have a name? Oh, yeah, that bloody poorhouse gave him one. Wait until you hear this. Come on, lad. Tell Bert your name. Oliver. What? Oh, Oliver. Liver! They called him Liver! There are some sick people in the world, Bert, but I told him we'd give him a proper name. No, don't give him a name. You'll only get attached. Aren't we going to keep him? No. What'll we do with him? We could always drown him in the well. Uh, Bert! It was a joke. Then what? Oh, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Oh, Bert! I... You lot in there. <sighs> Come in, Mrs Mills. No, don't let her in. We don't want her to see... My oh. dearies, what a hullabaloo. You'll never guess who I've got downstairs. Oi, what's that kid doing in here? Um... Well... He's not yours, is he? No. In a manner of speaking... I can't have kiddies in the house. Oh, why not? What'll people think? Every other tenant bar us is a prostitute, Mrs Mills. Why do you care what people think? Think of the men. They don't want to see a kid when they're about their business. It'll remind them of home. Nothing puts a man off his stroke like thinking of his wife and children. Believe me, I've had enough of them to know. Wives? Children? No. Men. Besides, you ain't paying rent to cover a child. I gave the place to just the two of you. Don't worry, the lad isn't staying. We'll see. He is not staying. Where'd he come from, then? Maggie came across the man who was selling him in the street. You can't go around selling children. That's what I said! Who was this fella? A beetle! Well, that makes sense. It does? What brought you up here, Mrs Mills? Oh, yeah. There's some coppers downstairs looking for you. Uh, they were banging down the door asking for you, so I said I'd come up and see if you were in. But I don't know how long they'll wait. This is the police! Open up! That's right. In the name of the law, open this door. Oh, Lord, not long at all, then. What do they want? I was going to ask you that. We don't know. Well, how should I know? Come on, let us in. All right, all right. There they are! Don't nobody move. Well, 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 look who it is. Why? Who is it? Oh, it's that policeman. Oh, that's right. Oh, what was the name? Sir Melanie Mountain? Sir Melville Montjoy. Oh, dear, sorry, that one. Indeed. We meet again, sir, and now I have the incomparable joy of meeting your sister, as I knew I would. Oh, he's just like you described him, Bert. British, bad-tempered, talks like he's got tight pants and a bad case of gas. You failed to mention the very impressive moustache, however. There's nothing impressive about a moustache. You only say that because you can't grow one. I could if I set my mind to it. It's not a skill you can acquire, Bert. You either have it or you don't. And Sir Millie has got it. Sir Melville. Exactly. Perhaps you are wondering why I am here. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, why are you here? I am so glad you asked. Since our last encounter, it was clear to me that, despite your protestations, there was a great deal more to you than you would have me believe. And I, having the keen eye and precise intellect of a true detective, knew it would be of a less than salubrious nature. 
My suspicions were first stirred when I learnt of your background. That we're Eastern European psychics? No, that you're from the colonies. I know what you colony types are like. Nothing but pig stealers and sheep pokers. Tis the land of the career criminal, and any son or daughter begat of that land was sure to stink to high heaven of the same interminable and indefatigable criminality. My suspicions were further aroused when I heard word of your lodgings. What's wrong with their lodgings? They're good, clean rooms at an affordable rate, though I do say so myself. The rooms may be clean, madam, but this Bordello's reputation is anything but. No, this squalid pit of carnal sin is known by one and all to be a veritable hub of depravity. Your house, madam, is infamous. Is it? That's good, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, that's good advertising. Infamous, you say? Indeed, madam. I'm quite flush. If my husbands could be alive to see me now. What else do they say? They say it is the bastion of the rushing bastard, where a lewd request is never disappointed, and that debauchery is the very watchword of this house's wretched cistern. Well, that's going a bit far. I've met most of the girls, and they seem a decent bunch. Let him say what he wants, dearie. It's no skin off my nose. Uh, perhaps we can get back to why you've come barging in here today. Indeed. Armed with the knowledge that you were vagrants to bear watched, I set about making sure that you were just that. And so it was that word reached me earlier today of a most unsettling story. A veritable anthology of criminal charges that not even I thought you capable of. Bert, what is he saying? Oh, God knows, Maggie. I've never known someone who uses so many words to say nothing at all. Look, what are you talking about? One of my constables saw your floozy of a sister. Uh, you don't know the half of it. Going about her business when he saw that her business included the buying and selling of children. And you cannot go around buying and selling children. That's what I said! Now, this is just a misunderstanding. Sir, it is a good deal more than a misunderstanding. Why, it's kidnapping, deprivation of liberty, possession of stolen goods, harbouring a known fugitive and resisting arrest. Do you know the penalty for such crimes? No. Transportation. Transportation? To where? I don't know. It's my job to put people on the boats. I'm not bothered about where they're going. Probably the colonies. You mean Sydney? Maggie. Yep, we did it. Two tickets to Sydney, please. Maggie, we are not confessing to a bunch of crimes that we did not commit. But Bert, Mr Moustache here says he can get us back to Sydney. That's Sir Moustache to you. Whatever you say, pet. We don't want to go back to Sydney. Speak for yourself. I do want to go back to Sydney. No one will be going anywhere without my say-so. Now produce the unfortunate victim so that we may liberate him from your evil machinations. Here he is. <sighs> hmm. Well, he isn't quite the bastion of virtue I was expecting. What do you mean? He looks every bit the villain as you and your brother. Shame on you. He's only a sprog. You can't go around calling him a villain when he's little more than a bairn. He's an urchin in need of a spanked bottom and a trip to the lockup. Leave him alone. Take him. We certainly don't want him. Bert, don't say that in front of him. You'll give him a complex. I most certainly will be taking him with me. All the better to testify against you in court. And once it comes to light just how depraved this hovel is, I will no doubt return to drive you, madam, and all your doxies into the street. You what? Constables, arrest every one of them. All right, come here. Yeah, come here, lad. <sighs> that won't fit, sir. The cuffs keep dropping off him. Not the child, you imbecile. 
the adults. Oh, right. Oh, wait just a moment, Sir Melville. Oh, remember last time you came thundering in here all handcuff happy? Remember how that ended? Yes. Well... Yeah, and we've got a perfectly reasonable explanation this time, too. Oh, really? Yes. What? Nah, we say what. What? What? Really? Really. What? See, he's got it. Stop this nonsense at once. All right, all right. Now, what is this perfectly reasonable explanation? The reason is, uh, that is, the reason why Maggie got a boy was because... It was because <sighs> we thought that... He's an apprentice. What? 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 Yeah. Well, they went and got him from a beadle. Yeah, that's right. A beetle. No, a beadle. A beetle. Beetle. I'm not hearing a difference. Point is, it's perfectly legal for a craftsman, such as my respectable tenants here, to employ a boy for the purposes of apprenticing him. Is it? Yeah, completely. You learn something every day. Uh, except we're not learning it. We already knew it. And what exactly is he an apprentice of? Of spiritualism. Yeah, oh, Maggie took one look at the lad and thought, yep, he's got the gift of the gab of the dead. Isn't that right, kid? Um... Is it, boy? Yes. And, of course, with mediuming being so popular like it is, we was just discussing a raise in rent, wasn't we? Were we? Yes, we were. I believe we just agreed on ten shillings, didn't we? Yes, of course we did. See? All perfectly legitimate. And I suppose that means you are quite prepared to take care of the boy. Feed him, clothe him, teach him your so-called craft. All until his 21st birthday, as is standard in a contract for an apprentice. Right, of course. How old are you now, lad? Ten. So, he'll be your apprentice for 11 years. And if I come knocking any time in those 11 years, and believe me, I shall, and I find... What was your name, lad? Oliver. What? Oliver. What's he saying? He's saying liver. Disgraceful. But should I visit this den of iniquity and discover this lad absent? Well, that would be a contravention of the terms of an apprentice's contract. So keep your lad close, lest I clap you in irons yet, von Liegenschwein. Von who? He said von Liegenschwein, seeing as it is our family name. Right, Maggie? Right, Bert. Right, Mrs Mills? Ah, I see. Right. Until next time, von Liegenschweins. Come, constables. And for God's sake, pick up your handcuffs. Right you are. Good day, citizens. Till Friday night, Mrs Mills. Mind out you go, Harry. Well, all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well for you, you conniving harpy. There's no need for that tone, my boy. Ten shillings for this poxy room? Now we've got to keep the boy for 11 years. It was that or the dock for you. I would have thought of something. Spoken like a true man. Well, I'll leave you to it, as they say. Rent's due at the end of the week. All ten shillings of it. Thanks, Mrs Mills. My pleasure, dearie. Ta-ra. Yeah, yeah. So, Bert, did you mean it? We get to keep the boy? Well, we have to now. Or it's the slammer for the lot of us. Does that mean I can give him a name, Bert? Go on, then. I was thinking William after my first love, Wombat Willie. Well, that's a hell of a history to foist on the lad. I think it's perfect. What do you say, little Willie? All right. <gasps> See? He's a good lad. Well, it doesn't matter what sort of lad he is, Maggie. The question is, how are we going to pay for him? Did this help? What is it, Willie? 
I don't believe it. It's that Sir Melville's wallet. Oh, and it's just about stuffed with pound notes. Willie, you bad boy. You shouldn't steal. Are you kidding? Oh, welcome to the family, lad. You're going to do just fine. So, little Willie's got Bert singing cash, glorious cash. Is he a welcome addition to the family ditch water? Or are we heading to a twist ending? There's only one way to find out. Join us next time for more cracking, historically accurate Victorian adventures with Bert and Maggie. Bert and Maggie featured the voices of Kieran Davy, Ethan Dean, Matt Graham, Kyle Hunter, Jacqueline Osorio, and Catherine Thorncombe. Music composed and performed by Matthew Samer. Words by Kieran Davy. With special thanks to Robin Smith. Hello, friends. Creator of the podcast, Kieran here. First of all, big thanks to all the people who left us a review on iTunes. I'm not exactly sure when those reviews were written, but they're new to me, so again, thank you. If you want to show your support, then please share us with others. We are a teeny tiny podcast, but the more you share, the bigger we get. And finally, I know I and the entire crew would love to hear what you think of our work. All our contact details are in the episode description. New episode in two weeks. Until then, thanks again for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.